Welcome to the Mile High Podcast. We're your guides through sordid tales of movies, music, and pop culture. Our show is best experienced under the influence of cannabis, so now's your cue to light up. Now remember, drugs are dangerous. Please use responsibly, but do subscribe. And now your hosts, James Thomas and David Hawk. Gentlemen, it is Friday the 13th. Since the last time we've talked, we have a new president. Uh, we're still all in a lockdown, uh, but that means it is Friday, and it's time for the Mile High Podcast. I'm your host, James Thomas. With me, as always, is Dave. Dave, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? It's, I'm glad to have you back, James. We miss you. Yeah, you sorry. Buddy? You know what? Uh, my voice is still doing what it's doing. Uh, we'll talk about <laughs> what's going on with me towards the end of the show. Uh, but we want to introduce who else we have. Melody is here to help us out from the Northern Lights, apparently. And uh, for our Ask an, ask an Expert uh, panel, yeah. we have our expert, Courtney Gunn, the reigning champ at the James Escapes. Yay! <laughs> Woo! Welcome back, Courtney. Welcome back. Thank um, you. I am so glad to have all you guys here. First off, I got to talk. We do have a new president. Since, I mean, most of us know we have a new president, except the old president. How are you guys feeling? Are you excited? How do you feel today compared to when you uh, were last on this show? Well, personally, I feel pretty good. I feel. Um... Relaxed, relaxed for the first time. Wow, my well, like, goodness, echo going. Now I feel really good. I feel relaxed. Uh, I, I'm still nervous because she can go sideways real quick. Right. What about you, Courtney? How are you feeling? Nervous as hell. I just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling good. Like still, like, at, like yeah, woohoo, like a few days of celebration. But I just need like some. I just need to be gone, and then we're right. then we're fine. Then we're fine. Right, Mel. <laughs> Uh, I'm with Courtney. I'm nervous because I understand why everything he's saying he's going to do doesn't work in real life, but nothing that works in real life has stopped him before. Like, so we'll see. I need it to be like January 20th because I finished my first semester at school and we'll have a new president and know what happened with all of that. I need to know if I'm a resistor or I don't know, part of the, um, God, I went away, you know, I just need to know what I am. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's fair. I'm, you know, personally, I'm, I'm excited. He he just picked up two more states today. We have a pandemic response team that actually believes that we're in the middle of a pandemic. So by God, let's have the work. Hell, even the one who's sitting there now who didn't believe it had a almost real meeting today, except he took a bunch of credit for things that he didn't do. But the CDC, you can see, they changed their tune right away. They're like, where? Wear your fucking mask, guys, because they weren't going to do that. They waited until Biden got the got the uh, votes he needed to, and then they completely changed their thing, and they're like, this is what we tried to tell you in March. So, um, but yeah, we won't, we're not a big political show, so we won't stay deep on it. Uh, next, we usually go into what we were up to. Uh, I'm going to go backwards. Mel, what are you up to? What's new? Uh, school. That's like it. I doubled up. I don't know why I did this. Like for a first semester, I just doubled up. Normally you take like two or three classes. I'm taking four and because um, I need to get it done quick and I want to be, you know, on my way and move on. So very busy with that. So I haven't been up to much as far as TV and stuff. 
we watched a movie and I really, oh, we finally watched the new term, the last Terminator movie. It was pretty good, actually. Yeah. I yeah. love the Terminator franchise. So um, seeing Sarah again was great. I just, I loved it. But yeah, I don't, there were some time issues for me. <laughs> salvation, what Salvation really did. I thought I found Terminator Salvation to be an awesome movie. I thought it was yeah. fun. I got to see all the characters I liked. It completely like destroyed the Sarah Connor Chronicles, the TV show, which is a bummer. I liked that TV show, but you know, when you mess around with shit in time, it's uh, it's pretty tough. Courtney, what about you? What are you up to? Um, just working a lot, you know, doing my thing. Um, are we talking TV shows? I guess I've been watching um, Sherlock, really. That's it. Nice. <laughs> Sherlock. Oh, and the Dave Chappelle show. So nothing's really changed since last week, but just, you know, rewatching Sherlock because I haven't seen the fourth season. I mean, I kind of felt Sherlock, I like Sherlock, but I kind of felt like it progressively went down season by season compared to the strength of the first two seasons. I thought the, the first season was great. The second season was still pretty good, but it, it kind of rolled down for me from there. Yeah, I like the third season. I like the the fact that they went cut. They kind of did the, the kickback, you know, to the original time that Sherlock was set. But I haven't seen the fourth season, so I'm gonna reserve my opinions for now. Because I go. still like it. <laughs> there you go. What about you, Dave? What have you been up to? Well, uh, working a lot. Uh, it's a strange time to working uh, be working in retail as Courtney. Yes, it is. Test. Oh boy. Um, yeah, every day it's a little bit. It hits a little bit closer to home. I uh, found out that my sister and all her family just get tested positive. And, you know, so that's kind of like a ripple effect in my family and their social circle. So, you know, it's getting closer to home. But uh, I've been mostly working and writing. I've been writing a lot. I'm about 80, I'm over 80,000 words into my first uh, adult horror novel. And it's come mm -hmm. along great. I'm on the, the downhill slide. I'm going to get there soon. Um, so that's that and doing stuff for the Mile High podcast. So, uh, okay. and watching the a lot of stuff. Hidden, the weed must be hidden right. Cause did you say porn or horror? Horror. Okay. That makes uh, so much more. The, like, what? No, yeah, nobody wants to see a fucking porn video with me in it. I, like I thought it was a book porn. and I was books, like, books, writing porn book? <laughs> books make money, man. Books yeah. make money. I don't know. I, my heart is really in horror. And, okay. Uh, that makes more sense. Yeah. So I think, uh, and it's coming along great. It's an homage to all my favorite horror books and my favorite horror authors. So that's come along great. Um, watching a bunch of movies with my kid because we do the Chucky Pacific reviews. Uh, we watched the original Christmas Carol uh, last night and we'll review that. We're going to compare it to Scrooge and we'll uh, be doing that tomorrow. So that's nice. what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. That's fun. I am just trying to rest my voice as best I can, doing some stuff, setting up Santori project going on, taking care of my dad, you know, all that good stuff. Um, as far as watching, we'll go into a little bit more of what we're watching and then we'll jump into what we're smoking. I'm mm -hmm. looking at Dave's. I literally just pulled up his outline, so I'm trying to follow the best <laughs> I can. Um, I'm just impressed that you pulled up the outline at all. I just followed it with what everybody else was doing. There you go. See? Just went with it. Um, I've been, we've been obsessed with, I've been watching Nexium documentaries. Oh, that's right. I watched The Vow on HBO. I got, uh, stars literally to watch Seduced, which is another version, another point of the story of the Nexium cult. It's freaking, if you like cults, if you like those kind of shows, like, 
uh, Nexium is a weird ass cult, and they document everything. They basically do what we do, except they have a lot more money. They have a lot better equipment. They record all their phone calls, like so. It's like getting the Jim Jones experience, except they literally recorded everything for prosperity. Yeah, it was like all filmmakers, so everything is documented. So these yeah. guys are talking about what he did to take advantage of people while they're showing themselves filming it. It's weird. It's very, like, meta. Yeah. And then, of course, we finished uh, the uh, Lovecraft County just mm. a couple weeks ago. Lovecraft <laughs> County was a good amount of time. Uh, but other than that, just basic stuff. You know, I like the amazing race. We watch a lot of YouTube videos. So <coughs> that's been really my main thing. I did jump ahead in the new DuckTales specifically to watch the Darkwing Duck episode. Mm-hmm. And the Darkwing Duck episode was everything that it should have been. Every time Darkwing Duck shows up on DuckTales, gets a big thumbs up from me. They um, just annou- I think they just announced today that they're making a full Duckwing Duck series. So there you go. Makes nice. sense. I definitely feel like that whole Disney afternoon for the most part is going to eventually start uh, rolling out. You'll see Rescue Rangers. You'll probably see Goop Troop. DuckTales has been successful for them. I don't know if Gummy Bears will come back. They may not. I don't know if uh, the new generation is <laughs> I don't ready. think there's quite the falling for Gummy Bears as there was for <laughs> DuckTales. Yeah. What about you, Dave? Oh, DuckTales is a great show. And the new one, just as good. If if not, I almost would say better. Okay. Like it's 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 okay. worth a watch. comment. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a huge Ducktales fan. Like I remember watching it sort of, but when he watches it, I watch it. It's pretty funny. Ducktales, woo! Come on, so good. Come oh. along. The song is great. I had never had any problems with this song. I mean, I guess there's that. Yeah. The show's good too. I guess I should rewatch the whole thing. I don't know. I like it. I love yeah, cartoons. No. The re- the new one is good. Yeah, the new one's definitely worth it. The the yeah. tough thing about watching rewatching the old one is that even on Disney Plus, it doesn't go in any kind of order because the first episode is when uh, is the story when Scrooge gets gold fever. You know that's mm. how they set the whole thing off, but that is not the first episode in the uh, Disney Plus version of it. In fact, I've yet to find the gold fever episode anywhere in their uh, Disney Plus library. So it's it's discombobulated, and there's a crap ton of episodes in there. For some reason, they have all the times when uh, that caveman duck is there. They have, like, every episode with the caveman duck, but uh, they don't have some of the early, like, really strong episodes. So, huh. But, you know, what are you going to get? Uh, Dave, what are you watching, man? Um. You weren't on this show last week, and so I, I have to tell you, Ted Lasso with Jason Sudeikis is the best comedy series that has come out this year. And I, and I love Schitt's Creek with a passion, but Ted Lasso beats it. And it's one season so far. <laughs> and it's uh, the premise is a college uh, American football coach gets hired by an English Premier Soccer League team in London um, everybody wants to shit on Jason Sudeikis' character, but he's just so happy and positive that everybody just falls in love with him and he charms everybody. So it's a great show. I definitely recommend that. Um, other than that, I've been 
I love podcasts. And so I've been listening to a lot of the office ladies and then going back and watching the office again. So it's been fun to go back watching the office and just having like a little bit of that background. So that's pretty much what I've been watching. I uh, love craft country. I'm about halfway through on that. So that's it. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I know there's some definitely uh, good TV out there. There's movies haven't done much as of late, but there's some exciting things that are like coming down the pipeline. You know what I did watch? We did watch the, uh, Shit's Creek retrospective that Netflix uh, released with it. I thought oh, this will waste like forty-seven minutes, but it was really interesting. It was a worthwhile thing of kind of telling the story how they got to where they're at. So, um, before we hit more pop culture news, we like to give shout-outs to what we're smoking, and so uh, or eating or whatever we're doing. So, since we have an expert, we're going to start with the expert, Courtney. When you had to get high to come on this show, what did you do? What did you do? What did you smoke? I dabbed myself some Green Dot Mai Tai butter. It was so good. Some live butter. Oh, Green Dot is like one of the best brands out there, hands down. Always smooth every time and just what a clean high. I feel good, guys. And where can we get that? <laughs> uh, you can get that at Little Mechanico uh, down on uh, downtown or any on. All of them should have Green Dot, I would think. But definitely downtown. We're near the ballpark. 2042 Arapahoe Street, come on down. We have some lovely green dot options for you, particularly the Mai Tai. There you go. All right. That is that is the best damn description of what somebody's smoking or eating on our show that we've ever had. Dave, what about you? What are you doing? I also frequented Lovaco over the week. And so Miss Courtney picked out this delightful uh, cream soda. I think it's called color cream soda but I Colorado just, Colorado cream soda there you go um so I'm working on that I it was fun to go down and uh, see Courtney and her element uh she's so happy doing what she's doing and it, it rubs off her team seemed very happy to be with her so nice the sign of a good leader uh we are smoking from live well sorry you have to a competitor but we are smoking live well live well I'm insulted it's close, man. It's I'm like insul- I am insulted. Late chai is fine, <laughs> but I'm insulted now. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Light shade's tough, man. I'm insulted. Oh, see. <laughs> Citrus flow. Courtney does not. She's the expert, so don't go to live well, but I got a lot of points there. So <laughs> if you need a cheap smoke, I get it. But like, come on. A cheap close smoke. That's what my goal was. That's what live well is good for. A cheap <laughs> yeah. close smoke. There you oh, go. It's cheap and it's close. That's almost as complimentary as Rocky Road. If, if it's open. late, they're open. I don't even know what Rocky Road is. If so yeah. you're not missing much. Okay. <laughs> no, they're great, actually. I don't want to talk them. So I James. shouldn't talk shit. I'm sorry. I love all my cannabis cannabis dispensary like fellows. Don't even worry. <laughs> they're spread out around the country. Weed won. Everywhere. 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 I get it. It's just the Walmart of weed, guys. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I just figured out, that's why I do want to do the green solution. Dave, Dave, what are you doing? Um, that's also the Walmart. <laughs> yeah. From the uh, the comment section, Rob Robert, friend of the show, is smoking nine pound hammer, an indica cross with goo berry, hell's OG, and Jack the Ripper, and some banana hammock. That's nine what pound hammers. Robert is. I have never heard of it. Who grew it? Um, I don't know. Well, I want to. Rob know. Robert, who grew it? <laughs> Our expert wants to know. There you go. While we're looking for Rob Roberts' answer, uh, the next thing that Dave has on our list is we're going to talk about pop culture news because some things happened this week. Uh, 
Alex Trebek passed. Those of us who love Jeopardy, uh, it's tough to see him go. I could not help but imagine, like, Sean Connery was waiting for him as he got into heaven, and he's like, I just banged your mom, Trebek. You uh, know, <laughs> I, I just, I and felt. that's like, how it ended. That's how it ended. That's. <laughs> That's the story ending. So I've been watching I'm all sure sorts that, of Jeopardy. That's exactly the memory he was hoping for. <laughs> it, they both went in the same year. I mean, that's how, how did that not become an association? That's all I see is that Saturday Night Live skit. Uh, Fantastic Beast has lost their uh, main actor, their main bad guy. What do you I think Amber Heard is the crazy person here. I'm just gonna say it straight up. I think, I think, I think it might be her, not John and Jeff. Yeah, here's the thing. I half-ass follow it. I, you know, James. For some reason, I love Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow specifically. Like he was, that was his, the hottest Johnny Depp to me. And when all this news came, I did. What's that? Hands down, the hottest Johnny Depp. No, I'm agreeing yeah, with absolutely. you. Yeah, you're, you're totally Thank right. You. Pirate Johnny Depp for the win. Oh, girl, no, Johnny. Depp. That was no. how I got into Johnny Depp. I'm no. like, oh, right. hi, Pirate Johnny Depp. Right. Yeah. Cry baby. Yeah. Cry baby. Johnny Depp is the pinnacle Johnny Depp. Okay. okay. No, he was very too. sexy. I get it, but still. But no, there's something about a dirty pirate. I don't know why. <laughs> dirty fucking pirate. I know with rum breath or something. Like, don't even yeah. get me started. <laughs> okay we are gonna do another no um so but everything amber heard is like shared you know like she shows these pictures and it's like him passed out and there's coke and alcohol around the table and i'm like okay so you've proven he has an addiction like it, i've not seen anything that proves that he's been violent towards her unless there's something i don't know because i don't follow it closely I'm just not seeing anything, and I don't want to doubt victims and have them not come forward or anything. I'm all but, for victims. No, I'm yeah. just saying, like, I just think that, like, maybe in this circum circumstance, certain circumstance, uh, Johnny Depp might be the victim here. I think I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to agree. I think in this case, he may be the actual victim. I, I, I don't know yeah. that. I, I, I just, well, I'm all for women's rights. Like again, like seriously, yeah. like. Oh I know, my God. it feels so but weird like, to be... And it's not because I think Johnny Depp is a sexy pirate. I just think, like, honestly, like, I don't know. I looked deeply into it, and I was like, I don't know. She might just be crazy, you know? Like, think, some people yeah. just be crazy, you know? Yeah. It's not always the man's fault. It just can't, like, everything's... Right. You know? Uh, no, I agree. And I think this one is a case of wrongness. But if a brand doesn't want to be associated with drama, then... A brand gets to decide not to be associated with If it's with just because it's drama, I guess, you know, I would probably want to cut ties, too. Just be like, you know what? That's your shit. Yeah. Yeah, I can see something with losing Johnny Depp from the movie franchise. Like movies switch people out all the time. Is it more dangerous because the name Johnny Depp is not there anymore than it is somebody being able to come in? We changed Dumbledore's in the Harry Potter series. He died. I mean that's fair. That's he died. He literally couldn't do it. Johnny Depp is not dead. Right. But he's very much alive. But does it change it? Is it is it is it something that we're losing a name on a marquee? Do you feel like he played Voldemort or? Uh, I mean, it's not that he played him better or anything like that anybody else would. It's just like you know, at this point, like why would you switch the actors? Like so many other actors have such done such worse shit, like and gotten away with it, and still are continued to like al allowed to do their movies and all that shit. So it's like why? Uh, yeah, God, why I don't know, but. Now it's it might just be like a cutting times of drama. I don't know, guys. We should, 
let's move on. Come on. The commenters <laughs> from the, I'm from Denver, the, the commenters from the I'm from Denver uh, site, um, they're saying that it doesn't have to be that she's crazy. She could just be in it for the money. So, or that you know, that, it, there's always that. There's always that. You know, you never know. You there's never so know, many man. options. So yep. dramatic, guys. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do like the guy that they're um, casting, uh, Mads Mikkelsen. He was in Rogue One. Uh, he was the dad in Rogue One, and he was also in uh, Doctor Strange, the bad guy from Doctor Strange. What's his name? Mads okay. Mikkelsen. Mads. Oh, I want to go back to a movie that we watched, and I want to know if either of you guys have seen it. I watched Knock Knock with Keanu Reeves. Has anyone no. else? It is a weird, stupid movie. You want to talk about bad yeah. guys or, like, so these two girls come to Keanu Reeves' house while his family's out of town, and, uh, it's raining, and they seduce him, basically. And then they go crazy. And I don't, I don't want to give more of that than I gave, but it's one of those movies that is like, hmm, I don't know what I thought at the end of this movie. And I don't know who I thought. I don't think there was a single good person in that entire movie. Yeah. Well, maybe the wife. We didn't get to see her. That's fair. But, yeah, knock, knock. So if you want a weird way to waste an afternoon – Knock, knock. It's right up there with Braid. I've watched a lot of these weird indie horror movies. Have you heard of the movie Braid? Hmm. When did so, that knock, knock come out? About three years ago. It's on Netflix. You can find it there. Braid is on Amazon Prime. Braid is the story of these two girls who go back to their friend's house, but their friend is fucking nuts, and she makes them constantly play these games. And they came back to the house to try to take her money. Uh, another, I don't know how I get in these weird movies, but clearly I'm both intrigued by two girls showing up places and scared as hell of two girls showing up places. But Braid, Knock Knock, both weird movies. And it came off my midsummer. Uh, uh, after I watched I that, yeah, after I watched that movie, I was like, let's watch these other weird ass movies. None of them have equaled out to uh, Midsummer for me, at least. So I really yeah. like Midsummer. That's uh, where I'm at on that. Okay, the next thing we talked about, The Rock brought a bunch of Xboxes, the new Xboxes, to the Colorado Children's Hospital. We all love The Rock. Rod, Dwayne Johnson's a pretty cool guy. Um, and it's always good to look out for kids and everything. But Dave, on top of that, wants to know what the hell your favorite rock movie is. So I am going to go really obscure, and I'm going to start off. And I'm going to go with Stay Cool. And the reason I like Stay Cool is because it's a sequel to Get Shorty. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's the first time I remember seeing The Rock be able to show that he can act. He's actually extremely funny in that movie. Um, and it's it's kind of my, like, uh, douchey answer to show that I watch more rock movies or more obscure movies than other people do. There's other movies I like his performance in, but Stay Cool is really the first introduction of The Rock. He is a really big character in that movie. You wouldn't think the first time you see it, you know him as Swain Johnson. You know him as The Rock from, like, wrestling. And you're like, okay, it's going to be, like, a quick, neat little part that he'll do all right on. Like, kind of like Batista in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. This, that was, to me, that's The Rock's Guardian of the Galaxy. I'm like, oh, you're, you're, you're an actor. 
you you know how to do that kind of stuff. So, Stay Cool is my first rock movie. Uh, Mel, what's your rock movie? What's your favorite rock movie? I don't know. I was looking them up while you were talking because I can't remember all the movies he was in. Um, I'm I'm gonna cheat and go with Moana. Because oh, yeah. I, I listen to that soundtrack every day still. So so good. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Good role, good movie. Yeah. And and he plays a good character by that point. Courtney, what are you gonna go with? Um, I feel like Moana is like definitely my favorite rock movie. But you know, I like the score, like uh, the Mummy franchises with him. Okay. Like you know, it's kind of a classic. It takes you back. I don't know. I also that's my first experience really of The Rock as an actor because I was I mean a little bit younger. So, but you know, they kind of still hit home when you watch them. They're like painfully cheesy, but you're like, yeah. You know. <laughs> All right. He was a cool ass Scorpion King. You know he was. I mean? He was a good Scorpion King. So, um, yeah, that. And one. they're but remaking the Scorpion wanna... King. What? Is... What? I didn't think. Well, I didn't think it was very good. And they're remaking it, which is weird. So maybe I'm wrong. Well, no, I, I, just... I don't know. The Mummy roller coaster is fun at Universal. It just like takes me back to my childhood, Dave. You know, it just it does what it does. It's the same kind of connection. I mean, stay cool. Stay cool isn't even the best movie out of the series it's in get shorty is the far superior movie over stay cool but still that's my rock connection dave what's your favorite man i'm gonna usually i i like to go obscure like you do and go like you know something like a very rare uh performance of his but uh jumanji i his performance in jumanji is so fucking good i haven't seen it oh you haven't seen it so good um, he's great in Central Intelligence with Kevin Hart. Like, oh, I really like Central Intelligence. Together, yeah, anytime you put That's those two together, it's great. Uh, but I really love Jumanji. Really. Yeah. Odd. Sorry. <laughs> that was outside. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> wow. Well, those dabs are <laughs> doing Oh, my okay. goodness. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. IMDb has him listed as being announced as um, a remake of Big Trouble in Little China. I just saw that when I was looking up his movies. So I'll be curious to see how that works out. I love that movie. Yeah, The Rock, I mean, he's he's been strong. I think he's pulled out stronger than uh, Hogan did, even at the peak of Hulkamania as far as movies go. But none of us brought up The Fast and the Furious 5, which is the introduction. No, no, nobody loves The Fast and the Furious 5. Uh, I got past the first one, barely. And which now- one is yeah. five? It's, it's, five the one, too many. it's the one with the like rock. Like to stop, you know. They all, the, but at five on through has the rock. Is five? The, I don't remember where he was introduced. They were. Is that uh, Brazil? Yeah, this is Brazil. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was okay. That was a good one. They're all good ones. I don't know why you guys are dug, dug, <laughs> digging on Fast and the Furious. Uh, yeah, uh, Walking Tall. Series. We got a bunch of people saying the uh, Walking Tall uh, okay. was good. So. There was a sequel to that with uh, Kevin Zorbo. <laughs> It was the walking great Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. So I've never seen the sequel, but I am aware of it through cultural osmosis. So there you go. Once again, like I said, a remote control, I would have been fucking great at that TV show because <laughs> I relate, I retain useless information. But we're going to give you some useful information because tonight. <laughs> that was a good segue. I yes. I, I, I felt it. It was, it was rolling in. Uh, tonight we have oh, an right. expert. And uh, so we have questions for an expert. Now, I don't have these questions. So what I'm going to kind of do is now I'm going to kind of sit back. and I'm going to kind of push the hosting duties over to Dave because I really wasn't sure what was supposed to happen at these points. 
So Dave, tell us what the ask the expert is, and then uh, get us some questions. And Courtney, uh, the rapid fired, I guess, is to you, and we're just gonna clap you on and. All right. Questions. Yeah, this Dave, is, it's on I'm you. running heavy. Let's yeah, go. really, it's the, just a corny show. So uh, we have, uh, over the course of the last week, we have uh, asked people for questions to ask our resident weed expert, Courtney, since she runs a great shop in Denver. Uh, she knows all about weed, weed law, um, the, best, uh, the best strains of shit to get. Um, so I want to just kind of read off some of these questions that we got over the course of the week. Uh, I'm going to also text my parents because my dad really has a question for you. So this okay. will be a very entertaining experience trying to get my dad onto the show because it was not great last time, but we're, but we've improved. So okay. my dad will be on here in just a second. Okay. Um, but the first question comes from the, I'm from Denver page. Mm -hmm. uh, Greg Harris asked, what do y'all think of the nano emulsified THC that allows you to blend the THC oil with water. Oh yeah. I mean, why not? I, that's some awesome stuff. Like the simpler it gets, like, I don't know. I love how technology is advancing, uh, personally, like everything is something new every year. And that's why I love this industry is because everybody is just constantly just trying to find the next best thing. And like, you know, if you can just put it in water, why not? You know, so is that like with the question? I'm gonna have ask a deeper question about what that is. Are we talking about like an Alka Seltzer thing where you a dissolver in water, or what are they referring? No, to? so I mean, there's like there's a lot of different brands, but I mean the main one right now that you would be able to buy that is known is Ripple, um, but that one's not. I mean, now it doesn't mix, it mixes completely into water. It, there's a little bit of a flavor, but I mean, it's completely ready to go and you can just, you know, chug it and go get your desired effect. Um, I am not honestly some completely familiar on that science, so I'm not going to go and try and pretend that I do, but it's, it's something that it's just very easy for consumption. And I think, I mean, ripple specifically is something that you can mix into literally anything and it's ready to go. So, um, things like that is just like, it's easier for people who need to medicate differently, you know? Right. So say you have some problems ingesting or something like that, maybe you need to blend your food up or something like that. And you do need something to kind of help digest that you could throw some THC, um, or, you know, like a one-to-one -one or some of the CBD even into your, into that. And it's just good to go. So like, you don't have to necessarily change your diet or anything like that. It can just be ready to go. Nice. Nice. Uh, the second question is from Mike Walters from I'm from Denver. He wants to know what are the best edibles for the movies and why? Well, I mean, Ripple, because you can put it in anything. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to jump in here and answer this question as well. Um, if you go to the Ganja Gourmet, they have this delicious brownie and that has weed baked into it. And I ate about a quarter of that brownie when Inception came out. And I don't remember a fucking thing about that movie because I got so high from this brownie from Ganja Gourmet. Yeah. They're still around. They're still baking shit. So They are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, that, that's just it is that edibles or candy. So like, you know, find your right edible. Um, there's also like Keith Cola that you can grab. And so you have a soda ready to go. Uh, there's a bunch of different stuff. Any edible, in my opinion, is pretty much good for the movies. Um, just because you can, you know, easily medicate. And also <laughs> the movie goes as you're kind of riding the high. So you're like, oh, man. But, you know, so maybe don't go see a horror or anything like that if you're prone to paranoia. <laughs> edibles also travel good and i know courtney can endorse this 
but I'm just going to say that edibles travel good if they end up in your trail mix when you're flying across the country. I'm just going to say that it's federally, you can't travel with air marijuana. I'm just saying, you're not supposed see, to that, cross state I, uh, lines. Just saying, you I'm, know. I'm just <laughs> saying, if you put a bunch of them in trail mix, it makes a really good time when you show up to where you're going on like a work convention or something. So, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, for the most part, I, I still just go old school. I'm, I'm the one who walks into the movie theater, or at least I did when we could go to movie theaters. Uh, I walked in the movie theater reeking of weed. And I just look at people like, what? We're here to watch a movie. What did you expect me to do? You know, <laughs> there's a bar in this theater now. So shut the fuck up and let's go watch the movie. <laughs> so I, for one, love and wa- I love watching horror movies, Stone, because I like the, it, it oh, like, really? amplifies the, the feeling. Thing. But some people are like, if you're like, if you hate, if you're not like really good at being scared and you're like kind of prone to paranoia with marijuana, like that's probably just not like the best combination because you shouldn't call 911 if you got too high. Like you, it is, it's, it's like nearly impossible to overdose on marijuana. Just saying, like, look at the science, read the reports. It's just, <laughs> you can't take, so don't call 911, just write it out, you know, write it out. You did it to yourself. I'm sorry. I have literally told friends that I was not calling 911. I had a friend once, you gotta call. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You just high, drink some milk, even avocado, lay down, drink some water. Come on. I've never heard that before. That's amazing. That's why you're on the show. Eat an avocado. Oh, you need some, you need some, like, you need some fats. Help them, like, get the THC, like, in there. Yeah, get any kind of fatty food is what you need. Milk helps with coming down from shrooms too. That's what I see. <laughs> it does, you know. Yeah. That's what if you need. You, if, you want, if you're done, you're like, I'm done shrooming, drink some milk. And it will come and then you'll be like, fuck, I, I guess I wasn't that done shrooming. I wish I hadn't drank all that milk, but <laughs> Yep. But happens. same kind of thing, you know, you just need something to kinda of like help your body process it a little bit better. What do you guys think? Before we ask to do questions, and I'll, uh, this will be my asking the expert. You work in the legal marijuana industry or the legal drug industry. The far west coast, you know, the northwest was like, fuck it, let's decriminalize pretty much everything, and let's uh, let's let's see how this plays out. Mel and I went to Amsterdam for our honeymoon. We did buy weed and we did mushrooms because they have smart shops in there. As an expert, is weed where it stops? Are we going to start seeing smart shops in different states? What do you think? I mean, that's, I think, the hope behind some people's, uh, I don't know, because there's a, there's a lot of science also behind, between, like, psilocybin and, like, mushroom, like, consumption with depression and all that, like, microdosing, that kind of stuff. So we'll see what some of these more progressive states end up doing. You know, I think it's kind of like, it's kind of like marijuana. It's probably going to take, like, a lot of time. A lot of, like, stuff has to go through, like, the legislative process. You know, there's a lot of stuff behind that. But, I mean, people in cannabis are passionate, you know. So if, you know, shrooms is the next level, like, we will get there. Yeah, there's definitely going to be a push. I mean, in, in the steps of, I hate to use the slippery slope argument, but there's a question of where you stop a certain thing. Uh, but if I was to say a progression of like uh, evolution of legalized drugs, alcohol, uh, cannabis, shrooms. I don't know where it goes after shrooms, but I, I definitely feel like. I think that that would probably be the cap, like any kind of like organic substance, right? You right. know? 
like Barely. I don't think anything else past that. Like we'll see how that ends up getting. I would see more pharmaceutical kind of more latching on that kind of stuff, right? But like you know, shrooms is kind of within our our wheelhouse. I feel right, like. right there. Yeah, it kind of fits in the same kind of yeah. Nice. I'd be excited for that. Yeah. I mean, smart oh, I know that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I do think that there's a lot of people that would lobby for that. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. So the next question comes from Facebook. Why shouldn't we shop for the highest THC amount? Um, there's a lot of factors, right? So THC amount is just like one factor. There's so many things that go into the marijuana itself, right? So for just talking about the plant, like, Yes, cannabinoids play a factor, but there's also terpene content and very much like environmental plays a huge factor on like the the good, I mean, great cannabis versus good cannabis versus cannabis, you know what I'm saying? So if we're talking about it in terms of like environment, like indoor is definitely the way to go. You can just control absolutely everything, but you know, like greenhouse, as long as you've kind of sealed your environment so to speak then you can kind of contain some of the elements right so that's one factor also curing oh my gosh like curing is a huge part of the process some people just overlook right you know you can have some beautiful beautiful cannabis but if you just like chop it down and send it off and you don't take any care into the curing process like the drying hanging curing then it's just not going to come out well right you know also trimming there's just so many factors involved. So when you're shopping for marijuana, it's really, I think, important to kind of ask about some other stuff, like ask about the quality of it. Don't just ask like, what's the highest THC? Cool. You know, because there's a lot of other factors involved in that. What are some of the questions you should be asking? Like, what are specific questions that you should be asking your um, bartender? Is this outdoor? Is this indoor grown? Do you know if this is, um, like, what are the ingredients involved? Like, you know, everybody has to use, like, has to post their ingredients, you know, but anybody that doesn't use any organic ingredients, um, you know, you can also, like, look through that. There's other factors involved. Like, your bartender hopefully should be a little bit more knowledgeable in the different areas and where it can come from. And also just ask about that dispensary itself. Like where are they buying it from? Do they have like a lot of suppliers? Are they just buying random stuff? Are they just buying from like a couple good growers that they have good relationships? Are they growing it themselves? Do they know their environmental factors? Like things like that. You know, you don't have to ask all of that, but that's a lot of stuff that can kind of go into it. Um, if you're talking about like just what you like too, I mean, you can talk about terpene content, um, which is terpenes just in like their basic form, I guess it, it's what brings flavor to the cannabis. Um, is like, it's also terpenes are in fruits, right? Terpenes are, they're in everything, you know, a lot of plant matter, everything has terpenes. So you can ask your bartender if they know the terpenes. I don't feel like the industry is quite there yet specifically, but like with COVID, you can't smell the cannabis right now. You know, we used to be able to wave it in your face and we used to be able to say the nose knows, right? So like you smell that and you're like, oh, yes you know that's the strain for you some people like it gassy some people like it fruity you know but right now it's better to ask your bartender like hey how would you describe this cannabis and if it's kind of hitting those notes that's maybe how you would take it like you know you like something fruity you know you like something like more like so tangy right tangy is a really like citrusy kind of like feety like I don't know. It's kind of like a citrus funk, right? So maybe if you know that that's what you like and that gives you that desired effect that you can go in and be like, all right, I know this strain tangy. Do you have anything like it? You know, something like that. 
Okay. That's a lot. When you say, um, you know, you can ask for different ingredients, are there specific ingredients that you, you could like big no-nos that people should listen to? I don't know. So honestly, the grows that have to do, like add like a ton of stuff to their list, like that's kind of a red flag because it's like, oh, you had to add this and this and this to probably counteract some different things that, that were happening in your environment, you know? So okay. the, the le less is more, it really, you know, a lot of the, the best grows don't really use a whole lot of inorganic ingredients, you know, like less is more in my opinion. All right. I wanted to uh, invite a special guest on. My folks have called in because one, they fell in love with Courtney last week. Like they, <laughs> and they, so they want to say hi. And they also, um, they're old school stoners. And so they're, they have a lot of questions, and so yeah, I want to introduce my folks. Come on in. Hopefully, this works out. I hear no <laughs> echo, so it's already starting off good. Oh, no Sorry. echo. Nice. <laughs> Wait. All right, Wait, you're on. Camera. All right, what's your question, Dad? Uh, the question that I have, number one, is uh, – I love that. Uh, the question <laughs> I have, number one, is if a customer comes in, uh, you guys have a lot of third-party product uh, and I'm wondering if a customer uh, thinks that maybe a product has been underweight or something, what is your uh, attitude there at the store about uh, weighing a product out for a customer? Oh, that's a great question. Honestly, um, so we are required to weigh everything now in front of the customer, right? So you should be looking at your scale right then and there. So if your budgeter didn't tear your scale beforehand, like that's something that maybe you could point out to be like, hey, do you mind tearing that? um before you before you put my butt in there you know um but honestly like the underweight stuff doesn't happen very very often so we will reweigh it there in front of you you know if you if you really choose that but like for the most part like it, it happens very very rarely so usually you know we'll try to come to come some kind of agreement with you um that, that makes you leave happy for sure but we don't typically um underway that doesn't happen uh, very often i think yeah i didn't I think, think I'm sorry. I didn't think it was uh, your product. Uh, like I mentioned, you, know, you get stuff from like third like parties. Pre and then oh, are you talking about prepacked? Pre okay, I'm sorry. So like I was Willie talking Nelson about deli style. Yeah, like the okay, Nelson. so let me talk about prepack. So prepack is something a little bit different. So it really depends on what you're getting because everything it factors in a dry weight there. So if you're buying from some place that does pre-packed, unfortunately, that's kind of just what happens. So they pre-pack it all at like 3.5 for sure. But depending on how long that bud has been sitting there, it could have lost some dry weight. So if you were to go and buy something that was pre-packed from somebody, I would ask how fresh it is. So if it's, if it's like super fresh, they got it in print relatively quickly, it should definitely weigh that 3.5 if, if we're talking eighths specifically. But the longer it sat there, especially in Colorado, because we have such dry conditions, that's what happens. So I don't know the dispensary that you're going to. It's going to vary on their particular policies. We uh, don't sell a lot of prepack at my, uh -oh. Uh -oh. my stores. It's not a huge issue we deal with. But with prepack specifically, I think it varies. So that's like the store that I run in Aurora, or like I help run. Sorry, Sarah runs it. She does great. Um, they prepack it like in the back for you. But um, they, they, it's pretty fresh. So they're taking that bud, they're weighing it on camera. Like we can see if it's 3.5 or not. So it really depends on the dispensary that you're going to, honestly, well, for that was, one. So what if it was like, because uh, I think I think what uh, Dave's dad, what 
Mr. Hawkins is asking is uh, like a Willie's Reserve. Sorry. A third party. A third party. I mean, I, I, so oh, like, that third party. Yeah. Okay, so that kind of stuff, though, unfortunately, we can't do a whole lot with. So Willie doesn't have a return policy on our end. So it's like when you buy Willie's Reserve, you get what you get. I'm sorry. So all sales are final in cannabis. Um, so with that kind of thing, if you're buying a pre-packed, pre-sealed something from like something like Willie's Reserve, that one kind of is what it is, unfortunately. So buyer beware. Buyer beware. All cannabis yeah. sales are final. Yeah. Everybody remember that. Going but forward. you, if you think about it this way, about 15 years ago, you were still buying it from some dude named Willie on the corner of the, the street. So no, it was no, up no, in no. Winter Park. It was I'm sorry. Park. Uh, <laughs> you had to drive 150 miles. <laughs> With Willie's Reserve specifically, uh, they buy from a lot of the same growers. In, and I'm not trying to like sell out Willie's, but they buy from a lot of the same growers that we all do. So if you're looking for a specific strain from Willie's, you might be able to find it in bulk from a different dispensary because they likely sold that same pound to another dispensary. So I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm not interested uh, necessarily in a specific strain, but what I am wondering is, you know, those beautiful pictures that you see of uh, cannabis flowers and that those the big dry buds. out, those cure out to be uh, the beautiful tops and that. You know, where do those go? <laughs> and, uh, I mean, they don't end up in the. They go into the pictures, bike. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> they take them and they put them in the pictures. Honestly, so the problem with processing and nowadays, it's like, yes, you still should. If you are shopping truly for quality, you should be able to find those big buds, especially if you go to a deli style dispensary. Because you can actually see the jars, you can see the buds, you know, you're looking at that, you're like, cool, I want those buds, and they mm -hmm. take it down and they weigh it out for you, right? But if you see some buds in, like, a picture, or you see some buds in, like, a, a beautiful jar, right, um, those are obviously picked out for such needs. It's almost like the McDonald's commercials, right? You know, they're, they're putting, like, the paint on the fucking thing, you know, making it look all yeah. real nice and stuff like that. So it's the same kind of thing with cannabis. I mean, we're not without our marketing issues right so they do exist but you have you're gonna have to pay the premium prices for that kind of stuff because at this point like a lot of the stuff that's on like the silver gold like the the more affordable tier rather like that stuff is just like th sent through a trim machine you know it's not that it's bad quality it's just they're not really paying attention to uh, what they're cutting off the plant and keeping intact right it's going through a machine it's spinning a ton of times like they're just trying to get out all those big stems yeah yeah, we're bu we're buying below the affordable tier. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you're not gonna find those big beautiful buds, and I'm so sorry. It's just like you know, it's, you know that it's is a question that I've always wondered though. I've always wondered like, okay, that weed that we were paying four hundred fifty dollars an ounce for up in Winter Park. Ooh, I know, right? Well, that was a long time <laughs> ago. But why why was it so much better than the weed we buy today? Um, I thought so, the weed got better, you know, but I mean, it seems like the stuff that we smoked then is better than it is now. You know, that is probably because you have people growing it with like passion. I'm not, that is not me discounting the cannabis industry because we are full of passion, but <laughs> there is some stuff that you have to kind of get rid of in order to like do 
some, some, you know, on a mass scale, like some things just get overlooked. So that's why like some of that premium cannabis, some of that stuff that you're probably talking about, it still exists on our market. It's just that you're paying like $240 an ounce. You're paying $50 an eighth, you know, it's back to that street market price, right? It's not a $50 ounce that maybe you found in Winter Park from this passionate hippie who grew it, right? Yeah. No, you know? that's not the retirement special. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's not what that's we like did. we both had jobs at the time special. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. When was that? When did you buy that? Was that like in the uh, realm of civilization? That was like 90s. Probably the early 2000s. Yeah. 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 See, so that's what I'm saying. Like, and, we, and we've always had such Before passionate people in Colorado about cannabis, right? So like, you probably found some really awesome stuff when that was grown by a passionate get person. get legalized? Uh, 2009. 2008, 2009. Yeah, okay, so early 2000s was when we were going up yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's the what table. I'm saying. Yeah. We appreciate your service and your <laughs> wares. Yeah. Frequently. Thanks. It's all, you know, it's turned into a big corporate thing. So, you know, that's what happens, I suppose. But you can, you should, you should go back to Winter Park and find that guy because I'm sure he's still selling you know, good meat. No, we followed him. He's gone. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's gone. Oh, hey, David. Uh, David, why isn't our camera working? Why is I our I don't know. Say our name? I have no idea why your camera's not working. Can you see us? Really? In the bottom of the bottom left corner, you should see a thing that has that looks like a camera with a line through it. Just click that button. Uh, Courtney, I have a question from I'm from Denver. What is the best CBD oil you would suggest for pain? And what type of level, if any? No, so I don't know what that sorry. <laughs> what type of level? What? I, I don't know. He said, uh, "What type with what the level, if any?" I don't know. Oh, Let's just go okay. with the best CBD oil, and you suggest for pain. So I guess so. Oil is kind of like a relative term um, because there's a lot of things that that could be. So I'm just going to kind of describe what I think that they might be talking about because um, oil, when you, yeah. Anyway, so tincture is what I'm thinking they're talking about. The stuff that you you take and you put under your tongue. Um, but I can talk about a few other things as well. So tincture, um, I'm a really big fan of the Iovia products. It's I-O-V-I-I-A. Yeah, Iovia. Um, they have some amazing tinctures, um, fast acting, you know, as, as soon as you put it under the tongue, um, it works right away. Um, it's transdermal as well. Um, uh, if you were to buy some of their creams, I don't know if maybe that's what they're talking about. Um, the transdermal creams uh, absorb right away into the skin. Um, not super oily. So, um, yeah. And then oil also could refer to like maybe, like, I don't know if they're talking about like distillate oil. That could, that could be a thing as well. Um, I like the CSC one-to-one. Uh, that's a really good one. Um, anything by Become is a really amazing um, CBD oil as well. They have a bunch of different cartridges. Um, they have the Elevate, the Mellow. Um, those are my two favorites. There's also um, their Isolate. You could get some CBD Isolate. Uh, I know that's a lot of information, but I just don't know which oil he was talking about. <laughs> if you were to tell somebody, if somebody came in and said, I'm in pain, I just have general like muscle aching pain and everything. What would you recommend? And they're like, I'm open to do anything. You think you want me yep. to eat this? I'll eat it. You think I should smoke it? Smoke it. Where would you? What would you tell them to do? Uh, so it it depends. So if they're willing to do the tincture and a topical, I would recommend both. Um, depending on the area, um, maybe a patch would be the best way to go. Um, so if you're dealing with something like arthritis um, or something like that, cream is super super helpful, especially if it has THC and CBD in it, not just a CBD cream. And the reason that is is because there's a synergy effect between the two. So THC 
uh, would be more of like a numbing effect, so to speak, and the CBD would kind of help any inflammation. So it's kind of just that synergy that really brings down the pain, depending on where it is. So a one-to-one, um, maybe like an Escape Artist cream or an Iovia cream one-to-one, and then you pair it with like a tincture. I would say if you're trying to stay just more functional because a cream won't get you high, um, but a tincture will, I would probably go with maybe probably a a thousand milligram or a 2000 milligram tincture to start with just a little bit of THC in there um, just to kind of gauge where their pain level is at. Some people might need more THC, but I would start low with the THC because we can always work our way up. I don't want to get them too high before, you know, we, yeah, we just don't want you to get too high. So probably like a thousand milligram or 2000 milligram tincture, just a drop or two on the tongue and kind of gauge where the pain is at. And then you, it's all kind of an experimental effect. You, you have to figure out what's best for your body. So it's just going to take some time, but start there and then kind of work your way up. So to speak, if the pain isn't resolving itself. Mm. Um, Also from, I'm from Denver, uh, from Greg Harris, Delta. Oh, I'm not a medical expert. I'm not a medical expert. Just so we're clear. Sorry. Make sure you seek professional help. I don't know. This uh, is all my opinion. Um, Greg Harris asks, D- Delta 8 THC, yay or nay? Why? Oh, Delta 8, uh, a lot of people stand behind it. You know, it, it really just depends. There's a lot of beneficial beneficial um, things behind Delta 8, but I think it really also depends on, oh, baby, got it to work. Hi. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hi. Sorry. It's good to see you. And James is back. Okay. Um, and I made it. You made it. <laughs> hey, guys. Great. Um, I mean, it's not that I was gonna say it really just depends so like I mean delta eight is one of those things that it's like it's awesome that some people like really like bring that out not many people do like so evo lab has some of their delta eight stuff um but it also depends on like what's best for you so if 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 you really need some of that kind of anti-anxiety like some of that other stuff like delta eight might be the best place to go for you but you know it's all just worth trying to see what's great like I don't know. Some people really stand behind it because it works best for them is what I'm trying to say. I suppose it's for everybody. I'm like, I'm, I don't really care if either way, you know. All right. Courtney from from Facebook. um, Is there really a difference between sativas and indicas? And so sativa, indica and hybrid kind of all got taken away to a whole other level. Right. So we, if you go to any dispensary, they're always going to say like sativa is sunshine, indica is like into couch. Right. So, but it's really kind of a classification of what a plant is like, honest to God, like that is the true classification of it. If it was a sativa, it like grew a certain way, you know, it's maybe it's like taller, more strangly. Right. So you have an indica is like this big bushy plant. Right. And then a hybrid is kind of somewhere in between That's That's the original context of all of that. So no, it really doesn't mean anything, but in the context of like the wheat today, it kind of does, uh, you know, <laughs> Because it, it, I mean, those certain plants grow a certain way, and it kind of goes back to like the terpenes and all of that stuff. So you're always going to have like sativas might always be higher in like lemonine or like certain characteristics that are more sativa esque, but like it's kind of taken itself to a whole new level, honestly. So in our current climate, it does mean something, but like it really doesn't. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> all right, Paul and Betsy. Do you have yeah, any other uh, questions for uh, Miss Courtney here? Okay. Well, okay. So we were uh, 
children of the 60s, as you can see. No way. So I love what the glow sticks. Think about your choice so what's the question? Okay, so what do your parents think about your choice of a career? Oh God. <laughs> well, um, my my mom doesn't really care. I feel like when I first got in it, she's like, "Well, it's legal. You're making money. Who cares?" You know. My grandma, I think, was the harder one to convert, but there was I lived with her for a little bit of time, and I, she was asking me some questions, and I was like, "Do you want to see some weed?" And I like went to my car, I got some weed, and we like talked about it. Like it's all good. Yeah. Well, no, she's not from here, originally from Michigan, but I mean, she's lived here for, what, 40 years. Did you, you know? it with her? Did she try it? Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my grandma, but uh, my mom, had. I give her her happy gummies, so, right. you know. So how old is your mom? Uh, she's like, oh, God, don't tell her I told you, but she's uh, 53. So, you know, not much older than our daughter. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm, almost, I'm, I'm only 28, so well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> a different generation. They're pretty, I don't know, they're more conservative than we were. That's all that's to it. Yeah. Especially when it came to weed, which was yeah. weird. Yeah. Question, yeah. Courtney, uh, where is your knowledge? Where does that come from? Have you had uh, knowledge from uh, specific uh, schooling or is it all like OJT or it is eight years in the cannabis industry. Um, just like learning as I go, um, long time, just being in there and just kind of knowing it. And um, yeah, just trying, it's just trying to make sure that I like know and also remember every little thing it does. There's so many different things that it does get challenging to remember everything to a certain extent, but like for the most part, it's just more of like absorbing everything that's happening and just going along with the ride. It's been fun. Eight years. <laughs> it's an exciting time for the industry, you know, with the new administration potentially coming in in uh, January. Potentially. Uh, they, uh, you know, especially if uh, the Democrats control the Senate, ultimately, uh, there could be some big movement as far as cannabis goes. Uh, oh, yes. That would be um, amazing because then maybe we could take credit cards and maybe we could uh, That's you know, right. like bank exactly. at real places and like, you know, all this other awesome stuff. That would be great. <laughs> That's an interesting question. Yeah. Um, that is well, would you, you were writing, yeah. If you were writing... Oh, James freezed out. Uh, I, we have a question from Facebook actually about that. Um, why don't you guys take credit cards? Uh, ask the feds. No, um, honestly, it's just like, <laughs> if it, at this point, we are considered like a high banking risk, right? Um, we're not necessarily federally regulated and all that. So none of the federal banking institutions feel comfortable taking our business, right? So we can't have bank accounts. We can't have all of this. Like there's, so we have to be an all cash business, um, unfortunately. Uh, there are some workarounds, like, you know, some places take cards because they can do like, it's kind of like an ATM fee, right? You know, so it's like, it's like a virtual ATM, so to speak, but we, that's all we can do is something like that. And it's easy to lose that privilege, just so you know. So dispensaries, like if they took credit cards one day and didn't take credit cards the next day, please don't be mad at them. They didn't do it on purpose. It's not their fault. Yeah. It's not their fault. They tried really hard. It's such a stupid thing to, uh, like have to fight over. I mean, like, it's so unsafe. It, it's generating so much income for our state. It's like, just let them be safe. Like not let them put their lives in danger by carrying around a bunch of cash. You know? I think it's very well, this, unsafe. So there was a bill that was trying to get passed through. Um, and it was unfortunately turned down. So hopefully yeah. maybe we have a so, chance at that again. So yeah, I hope give so. it, 
And also there's so much more regular, like people, there are so many more states and so many more people that voted for legalization. So hopefully we're just one step closer. Now, uh, let me, uh, I'm going to jump in here real quick, James. Um, so uh, Raheem Tyler from, I'm from Denver is very appreciative uh, of you answering her questions uh, about the oh. CBDs. And so we want to give her a shout out since of course. Uh, she felt your uh, stuff was very helpful. So, you know, one Great. shout out. Thank you. Welcome back, Melody. <laughs> and Thank you. Sorry. Clearly, clearly, our internet is having some weird things happening over on our end. Well, Every internet up in the North Pole I mean, is very. Look at what, considering, yeah, we're dealing with the Northern Lights. It, it, yeah. it throws things off. It's not appropriate. Yeah. Northern Lights is a strain, right? <laughs> um, state lines. So, can, is that a big thing? Because I know I read an article. It probably came through Westward or saying that they said cookies, which is a big California dispensary was coming here, but you still can't get California weed here, you know, mm -mm. right? We can't cross, none of the weed can cross state lines. Does that open something up for you? I mean, do you think if you guys could start crossing state lines, we're talking about an influx of like different, seriously different kinds of weed? Oh, yes. Um, honestly, I feel like the industry is kind of waiting for that. There's a lot of states that do certain things, right? You know, um, our, our growing conditions in Colorado, um, the, I mean, we have some beautiful grows, and I do think that they'll continue to do great business. Um, but also, like, I think from a manufacturing standpoint, we just have a, it's so easy to just, like, get everything so dried out, right? So um, I feel like a lot of, if that was to expand, a lot of companies would be like, oh, sweet, we can go to a place maybe that has some better growing conditions. I also think that that would open it up for like places like Oregon that have such as like an influx of marijuana, you know, um, for us to buy, we could, um, and then also here we have a lot of warehouses that do really good concentrates. So in my head, I'm picturing the future of like us kind of manufacturing a lot of like the edibles and concentrates here in Colorado. And like a lot of the weed is kind of grown um, in the, some of the better growing conditions, you know, now that we don't have some great grows, I do think we'll continue to do that, but I think we'll see it on like a larger scale. Um, and Denver has a lot of warehouse space that has already been built in some great grows um, and some great, um yeah producers and all of that stuff so there's a, there's a lot of there's just a lot of good stuff that i think that could happen from that as somebody who's bought legal weed in a lot of different states there is a distinctive difference on uh, dispensaries and like the weed that you get directly when mel and i got into vegas i went to this dispensary it was the craziest shit it was like a, a, a it was like going to a fun house and a museum. They were like, no, take cameras everywhere. And it just had like an abundance of weed laid out all over the floor. I mean, it was very Vegas style. Yeah. And then just equally. Was that planet, uh, planet, whatever. Yes. The one with the you have money in that. Yeah. Were, were there a lot of people there? There were a shit ton of people and really? oh, hotels good. and the hotels oh, have, uh, they'll come pick people up from the hotels which is a brilliant thing in vegas yeah that's a good idea yeah. well vegas was a oh, they're good they're commercializing it we just have so many laws here in colorado but things are happening delivery was will be legalized i think i think it's next year um there's a lot of other stuff that's kind of moving through like we're, we're, it's, it's about to get a little bit more streamlined because i think colorado's realizing like oh oh okay, we can do this now. You know, yeah. before we were like, we were the hard asses because we were the first day to really kind of do it and push through it. So I think that now we, we feel like we can kind of like 
unclench the butthole a little, I, you know. I want to say that about three years ago, we were in uh, San Francisco and delivery. That was all over the screens and or all over the billboards and shit. They were like, deliver your weed, man. You know, that was the big thing that they were pushing out in the Bay Area about three years ago when Mel and I were out there. So it'd be yeah. exciting to see Colorado do that. All right, yeah. man, we got a couple more questions for you, Courtney. Um, we have another Facebook question. Is it worth it to get your medical card still? Uh, you know, that depends on what your needs are, I think. You know, um, if you really need, um, like, a little bit of a tax break, maybe, because um, you don't have to pay the 25 or whatever percent. It's just, like, the regular sales tax of whatever city you're in. Um, then it's, it's worth it. Maybe if it's, like, your local area doesn't allow it, you know, like Littleton, or maybe like Lakewood or something like that. Um, also, maybe if you have a, a severe medical needs and you really need higher dosage um, edibles, that's your time as well. Um, there's a lot of different reasons for getting it, but like, you know, in my opinion, like for HPCs and all that stuff, unless you're truly making your own edibles for your medical needs, it's mostly like people who just want a lot of marijuana at once, probably so they can do something. Not, not so, maybe, you know, like crime or something like that. <laughs> Some crime. Colorado has made that harder. That oh yeah, it's a lot harder now, hard. but it's so hard to keep mine, you know, really, but I could never get the process done. I never could get it done. Yeah, it's, it's getting a lot harder now because there's like, we have wrecks. So they're really trying to weed out the people who are just trying to mass, buy mass quantities for, you know, crime. So they just need, they're just trying to weed out some people that like, really get people who actually need those plants, who truly need like that amount of marijuana to live their life appropriately. You know, like there are medical needs for cannabis for sure. And unfortunately the medical system has been taken advantage of by those who we don't need have amounts of cannabis to live our life. <laughs> we'll see there you go you know so that but that's just it it's like you know there there's a lot of deals and stuff that you can get but like medical marijuana has fallen down and in, in colorado because um the medical consumer just wants a lot of cheap weed for really you know exactly just cheap you know that's just it. and unfortunately like the current the current climate right now you know it's just like it costs money to grow that weed right so it's like you know that's why you see less and less medical places is because they couldn't sustain business because everybody wants cheap marijuana but there is a lot of cost behind that so yeah right. you know i grew uh six plants after i retired shortly after i retired it was like fifteen hundred dollars for like <laughs> six, six plants is like i am not a farmer you know believe me so we look to you for expertise at that time right. really, we could buy it for like a hundred of them <laughs> yeah. our buddy dw grew uh some pretty nice plants in his uh closet his bedroom closet when we were in high school oh yeah and then his mom found them Seriously? and threw them away it was a sad oh, also, down in florida and then they broke broke into our house and stole all of that and my uh nintendo gamecube it was very but florida was great actually it, we could just sit it in the backyard once it got up to a certain height we could just sit in the backyard and then uh let it finish out florida was a good place you know what in 1973, somebody broke into our house and stole our weed plant. This village. Oh, really? Dang. <laughs> Still traumatizes her to this very day. I'll tell you what. If I'm already breaking into a house and I come across and I see a, like a weed plant as yeah. I'm carrying out a VCR or a TV, I'm fucking grabbing the weed plant. I mean, I'm, how do you know? <laughs> Maybe another question. 
Yeah. So, um, how do you get a job in the cannabis industry, and uh, what are you looking at? What are you guys looking for when you're hiring your staff? Um, so honestly, I'm just looking for really solid customer service. Um, you know, I, I personally don't necessarily care if you have all of the knowledge, like, yes, I would prefer somebody who's at least familiar with Colorado brands and like smokes the weed and like, is kind of knowledgeable in that way. But, you know, for the most part, I'm just looking for somebody who loves cannabis, um, is willing to learn and then has really solid customer service experience because like at the end of the day, like we are kind of, we're legal weed dealers, you know, I, like there's no reason to get like freaking hyphy over stupid shit, you know, like calm the fuck down, sell the weed. Like just if the p- person is like really angry, you know, we get a lot of people who try to treat, treat us like the corner weed man. Like, uh, can't you get me a better deal? And I'm like, well, my deals are in front of you, you know, like <laughs> it is what it is. Like, you know, our, our prices are set. Like, do you walk into target and be like, um excuse you uh i paid 40 dollars for this last week but it's 50 dollars. like what the hell you know like if you didn't get a rain check that is what it is right so like nobody argues prices with with places that are big like that but everybody thinks they can argue prices with me but anyway that was a small tangent i'm sorry um, so how do you get a job in the weed industry here in denver you have to get a badge and i i, I reached like i have it because i always have it on but you have to get a badge um which is just basically they, um, they check, they background check you. Um, you get like fingerprints and all that stuff done. Um, just make sure that you don't have any severe felonies. Um, as long as you've like, you know, you've done all of the work to kind of express all of everything, you know, like if you have a DUI or something like that, you're fine. And if your felony was, there are like specific cases, you know, of people who have had like would you define an un an, an un severe felony for us? Like, what felonies are we still? Okay <laughs> Basically, they're just saying like you know people who have drug felonies and stuff like that. They're trying to make sure that you weren't like a mass drug trafficker, you know, beforehand working in the cannabis industry. You know, extreme things like that. You know, like um, I don't know the like specific felonies. I'm not. I've never been in trouble, so. Um, <laughs> but they they just all do all that stuff. Um, but it's really not that bad, you know, as long as you have done all of the like community service or anything that goes behind your misdemeanors and stuff like that, you can get a job in the cannabis community, you know, um, just as long as you can pass a background check and pay the fee, you know, awesome. Oh, and go through the waiting period. That takes like two months sometimes, especially with COVID. All right. I, we have one last question for you, Courtney. Well, at least I have one last question from Facebook. Um, what are the best strains in Colorado right now? so hard gosh so i mean we have some really great strains um the one that you're smoking is great one yeah right my my face feels kind of numb a little bit yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't give you not the best dave i promise always the best for you um i really love wedding cake uh golden goat um one of these one of the strains is that's my favorite is called ghost and ghouls but that's just like a favorite of mine i don't know if you'll find that at every dispensary um it's really hard now to kind of tell you guys strains that i know that you'll be able to find absolutely everywhere um other than like you know wedding cake and like golden goat um and like gelato cake and things like that like some of those more like exotic strains so to speak um but also like if you can just find anything by local love i highly recommend them um my girl lova has a bunch of great strains um our ogkb cookies is great our zookies oh my gosh come and try our glue it's freaking rad um 
Yeah, we have so many good strains. Uh, it's so hard to pick and choose. I'm so sorry. Like, also the nose nose. You know, some people would argue that Tangy is one of the best strains in Colorado. It's just like it's not my strain. It's not my strain, but it's a good strain. So just saying, David, because Christmas is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very green Christmas in the Tangy Land. Dude, come see me again, and I'll get you some Tangy Land. You should try it. Yeah, I'm a, I'll come see your show, uh, your store up in uh, Denver. Dave really is high. Yeah. yeah. He's going to come see your show. I want to come see your show. <laughs> it is my show. The weed <laughs> show at Lovaco. It is. The grand show. Uh, all right. Well, that's all the questions I have from our folks. At, uh, I'm from Denver and from uh, Facebook. So thank you for everybody who uh, had any uh, questions for us. And uh, thank you to my folks, man. This is Awesome, you guys! Yeah, I'm you so proud of you. So Thank much you. better. So much better. Thing. May I say one thing? Yeah, no. absolutely. Because we no. never know if our video is going to be working again. <laughs> that this is uh, one of the true incubating hell holes of Truckee Pacific. <laughs> one of the two originating hell holes. Yes, this is the Truckee <laughs> part of Truckee Pacific. Right, the very beginning. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> I was a young lad once in this, this household. Is this is your town. Jamie spent many nights over here too. I'll tell yep, you. yep. I know exactly where you are. I bet your kitchen, if I'm thinking, is to the left of you, right? Yeah. 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 And my mom still calls James Jamie. Yes. Some things <laughs> will never change. You're always going to be Jamie. I still call <laughs> Bubba Bubba. <laughs> I don't care where we are. I'm in. I'm in public. I'm like, hey, Bubba, and no one knows what I'm talking to. But I will call him Bubba until. I die. So <laughs> well, we enjoy your show. Everybody. Thank you. Thank yes. you. <laughs> All right. So um, this is the part of our outline where we talk about our next week's show. Um, James, you want to talk a little bit about what's going on and uh, what you're going to be working on? Yes. Yeah, so um, as much as I love being in front of the camera and doing this with Dave and I've been doing this for about, we're going on like a year and a half now of these shows. Uh, I got a lot of things going on. I want to give a, I want to talk about a couple quick things right now. Number one, uh, I, I have a lot of things going on with my dad uh, being sick like he is. I've lost a couple friends recently. So there's a lot of things going on like on my plate that I'm, so I'm stepping away from in front of the camera. Uh, but I, and before I go into more detail, I do want to say like, take this stuff serious about what's happening right now and keep your mind set, your mind strong. Um, uh, it's really important. We're about to go back into a lockdown. Uh, and so it, it's going to take like strength by everybody as far as staying sane through this. I have never taken anything to balance me out as far as medication before. I am taking medication now, not a lot of medication, but I took a time to stop and say, I need to take a medication. Be aware of what your body's telling you because your body knows what the hell is going on mentally and physically. So listen out for that. Uh, and I just want to let other people know that are going through this. I'm an extremely happy and extremely fun person. I try to light everything up for people like I do on this thing, but even I need to have that help every once in a while. Uh, with that though, I am going to take a break for the end of this season as far as in front of the camera. Part of the reason we're doing that is that when Dave and I first started this off, this was just like us sitting around a table smoking weed and randomly people would come in and we had no cameras. It was all on audio. Well, we've grown and now we have cameras everywhere and now we actually do multiple shows in a week. 
multiple people working for us. Uh, we have a few different platforms that we need to get on. We have a website, we're working on merchandising, we have Santori. So while you will not see me jumping in front of the camera for towards the end of the season, I'll probably show up around the season finale, I'd like to. Uh, but I'm trust me, I'm still working. When you see changes to the website, when you see videos put up on different places, I am doing things back here. But Dave is tish, proven repeatedly to be just a super strong host. Uh, it grew so much out of just the neighborhood that we had, that we have a bigger neighborhood and new people to come in. Uh, we have a lot of guests. Uh, Courtney's always wonderful to have. Mel has proven on herself to be a wonderful host on some of our different shows. So I know there's a lot of strength that will still be in front of the camera. I will probably introduce every show every week since everything streams out of my house uh, in one fashion or another. But yeah, I'm stepping away from the camera for a little while. Leave it up to Dave who, who, uh, who's who got this. And I know his guests are going to be great and I'm going to be watching. And so. Yeah, and leading on to our first Jamesless show next week, uh, we are talking about our favorite holiday movies. And so I need to grab a bunch of guests and we're going to talk about Christmas movies next week. So that's going to be a fun one. Um, and also our, uh, next week we have uh, the Tricky Pacific reviews that I'm doing with uh, my kiddo. Uh, like I said, we watched the original Christmas Carol and we're comparing it to Scrooge. And so uh, that's what we're doing. So that's going to be up in the next couple of days. Uh, and then of course my plug is always race to space event horizon available now, wherever books are sold. There you go. Courtney, plug your business for us one more time. Lovacanico. Um, we have four locations across the Denver metro area. One in Aurora, one in Edgewater, two in Denver. Come and see us. We have all your cannabis needs. She's a natural to do commercials. That was perfect. Look at that. Mel, you want to get anything to plug on your way? <laughs> school, go back to school. Yay. I'm in school. So. No, I'll be on the Christmas show. I'm looking forward to that. I love Christmas movies. It gives me a good reason to go back and see some that I haven't, you know. So, and I'm just stunned. Courtney, you're so full of information. Thank you so much for putting yeah. up with I, I wonder, like, if you do this, do you get the same questions all the time when you open oh, yourself yeah. up to that? Yeah. It's great, like that. though. Really, That's okay. okay. Well, thanks. It was great. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was hell of informative. It was hell of informative. Well, guys, we're closing that out. I'd like to thank everybody for being here. Let me give you our plugs. This is what Dave wrote at the end, so I'm about to go through it. You can find us at www.truckypacific.com. If you want to reach us by email, you can go to themilehighpodcast at gmail.com. Our Venmo is at truckypacific303. And... Uh, the last thing isn't actually happening, so I'm not going to read that. That's it, guys. Uh, have a great Friday the 13th. Stay safe. Stay away from other people. Wear your mask when you go out. Yeah, be good to each other. This has been a Truckee Pacific production. For sponsorship inquiries and comments, go to the Mile High Podcast at gmail.com.